Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time. And that whenever and wherever you happen to be, as you go merrily along the space-time continuum, that you are able to enjoy and appreciate all of the moments of your life. Now, it's easy to appreciate the good times. Even though they go too fast, you barely notice that they're slipping away rapidly. And when they're over, you kind of lament the fact that they're gone. But even in the tiny moments, in the itty-bitty moments, you know, the tiniest parts of your day You know, the fact that you have eyes to see the sunlight, the fact that you might have an animal that wants to cuddle with you, I think it's particularly sweet. Every time I wash my hands, my cat comes up and licks my fingers. (laughs) She wants to dry them off. She gets quite angry when I wash my hair. She wants to dry it off immediately. She starts licking my hair. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have to wash it again. (laughs) But it's very, very sweet. I was thinking about this when I was washing my dishes today and how lucky I feel that I have dishes, that I have a place to live. You know, even though most of these dishes are not mine, only a couple, I only own a couple dishes, not many. You know, I'm renting a place that comes with everything, you know. So I'm sitting at a table I don't own in a chair I don't own. But I'm so grateful for it. You know, I'm really appreciative of having such a nice place. Today I got to sit outside on the patio furniture, also that is not mine. And I got to enjoy the sunlight as it streams through the trees and I felt the breeze against my skin as I sat and ate my breakfast this morning. I had cut up a peach and a nectarine and I mixed it with uh, this very healthy chia seed granola that has bits of pineapple in it. Excellent. It's an Ecuadorian brand. It's so great. Anyway, I had that for my, my morning cereal. And it was amazing. And tonight I had um, also very good food. I had my beet and carrot and orange juice with dinner. And my dinner was vegetables and a little four-ounce steak. But I just felt really appreciative of like every bite of that steak I enjoyed, you know. And every 
moment today I enjoyed. And if you can get through a normal, mundane kind of day and you enjoy every moment, you can appreciate even if you have to clean a litter box, even if you have to sweep or mop the floor, just be grateful for all of those little things. I mean, there are so many people in the world, you guys, that don't have good food to eat. They don't have a great place to live. Some people might have a place to live, but they don't have furniture. You know, um, even the moments in which my, my, ankle hurts because the metal rods in my leg are are aching. You know, I realize there are people in the world that don't even have legs, you know, and I'm really grateful for what I have. And even though I don't have everything I want, sometimes the fun is it's actually in the wanting, (laughs) you know, I think I mentioned this quote from Star Trek Along, I mean, the first original. <laughs> um, I, it was one of my favorite lines of Star Trek. And then my astronomy professor, um, who actually went, I think he said he got his degree from Yale. And I think he said Yale. Anyway, one of his professors was Carl Sagan. You know, anyway, but that's neither here nor there. But I thought that was pretty cool. He hated Carl Sagan and gave us his private phone number, (laughs) which was also very strange, but that's a whole nother. My friend Amber called him (laughs) and she said, I know all about your astrology three in the morning. She forgot the time difference. (laughs) So she calls him at midnight, California time. And he lived on the East coast and, um, he's like, I don't know who you are, but you know, why are you calling me so late? You know, it's three in the morning here. You know, what do you want to talk about? And she said, well, I want to talk about your astrology. And he's like, I don't believe in astrology. And she said, spoken like a true Scorpio. She said, I'm sorry to bother you, sir. I'll call you on another day. And she hung up. (laughs) Hilarious, right? Anyway, (laughs) so, um, Anyway, that's neither here nor there, but my astronomy professor even said this quote once, and I just was so, I was impressed he knew Star Trek, you know, the way I just love Star Trek, so I was always watching it. Every time it was on, all the reruns, you know, now that it's on Netflix, I'm so grateful for it, because I really love Star Trek. You know, it's one of those, it's one of those shows I could put on when I am nostalgic for my childhood, because my whole big, big Catholic family when I was growing up, they, we'd all gather even during Lent, especially during Lent when we were eating fish and we were like, ugh, we're not even having good dinner. You know, none of us really particularly were fond of fish or the eggs, eggs, tomatoes and potatoes dish that my grandmother would make. It's an old German dish from her grandma. And, um, I mean, I'm not like, I'm only part German, but you know, I was adopted. So this wasn't even really my family. This wasn't even my tribe, you know, like they weren't my, they were my family, but they weren't my blood family, you know? And, but I really loved them. And I remember just watching every time, every Friday, oh my God, when Star Trek came on, I mean, I watched some of the episodes that I thought at the time were brand new. They really weren't, but I thought they were. 
they treated it like an event though. I mean, this is before VCRs and DVDs and, you know, this is way before, um, (laughs) we had the ability of watching things in our home whenever we wanted, you know? So when it came on, even the reruns, we were like, Ooh, this is so good. It was so good. But I remember those days, but sometimes I put this on and I think, Oh yeah, I remember those days. Those were the days we got to eat in front of the TV. It was only on Fridays and it was only usually during lunch that we had a couple extra special things going on because we were not happy with the food. <laughs> and my dad was one of seven kids and, you know, he had a big family. You know, when I grew up, I guess technically I have a lot of siblings, but I only grew up with one brother. And um, on, in the summers, I had my stepsister. But um, anyway... I think about, you know, these things, you know, like these little mundane things, like I know what I want in life and I know where I'm going and I actually have brand new goals. You know, my initial goals was to get married and have children, but my youngest is 18. So, um, and he just left home, you know, um, like all American teenagers do. (laughs) I'm like, we live in a Latino country. It's okay. You could live at home. No one's going to judge you. In this society, that's preferable. Everybody loves a good boy that stays with his mom. And he says, Mom, I can't. We, no. (laughs) He's like, like, sorry, but I need a life, he said to me. I'm like, all right, fine. Go get your life then. (laughs) You know, so every now and again, I send him pictures of the cat that he got for me before he left. He says, I want to see pictures of her. I want to make sure the cat's okay. And yeah, she's wonderful. Spoiled as hell because I just, like even today, I made her a pretty big plate of fish only for her. Didn't make it for me. Yeah, she's spoiled. And that, and I followed it up because it's Friday. She got to have a little tiny saucer of milk. So she was absolutely grateful today for that. Because <laughs> some days it's just plain cat food. But... <laughs> You know, but even watching her eat and look the look that she gives me when she's happy, when she's pleased. She had a little milk all over her chin today. It was so cute. And all the little teeny tiny moments I had today were just filled with so much gratitude. And um, it was really cool. I don't know. I hope that you guys can have more days like this where you just, the most mundane of things can be so beautiful you know, because life is a miracle and your body is a miracle. I mean, you've got trillions upon trillions of individual cells and they're all functioning and moving forward so that you can have a better life. You know, like there's, um, cells that will transport oxygen to your, um, body, to your brain. So you could think, and then there's cells that take toxins out of your body, you know, and, um, It's just the way that the human body works even is a marvel. It's a miraculous thing. And I don't want you to miss it. Not even a single second. So on the days that you feel really down in the dumps and you're depressed and maybe if you think, oh, I just, maybe I shouldn't live anymore. I don't know. Even those moments, you know, just realize I'm lucky that I even have emotions because there are beings throughout the universe on many different planets and they don't even have the feels that we have. They don't have emotions the way that we do. And they experience life so different 
and human beings are unique in all of the universe. We are absolutely unique. And that's why so many beings are looking to us to uh, see how we go about this here ascension that we're in the middle of. So I just looked and it was 1133 right now. Boom. Pretty cool. (laughs) For those of you who are counting uh, (laughs) the angel numbers, by the way, especially if you're new to the show, there is an angel numbers app that I found literally it's just called angel numbers and it's purple and pink and the descriptions are amazing. They have another one that's more um, masculine. If that one's upsetting to you, the colors, if you don't agree with them, there's many different ones, but um, that one part in particular is good. And they do have another one that's similar. And I think it's like red or orange or something. And it's good too. It's not maybe as good in the descriptions, but it might be a smaller, um, you know, is it megabytes or kilobytes? The one that's smaller, it might be a little bit less, you know, um, storage for your tablet or phone. But, um, anyway, yeah, 11 and 33, both are master numbers, by the way. And, and 11 is famously, um, pointing towards twin flames and 33 means the masters of light are with you. So that's pretty cool. All right. Um, Anyway, I, I'm not going to add too, too much to this. You guys pretty much get it, but you know, every moment, you know, like when I, um, have an asthma attack and I have my inhaler with me, I'm so grateful, (laughs) grateful that I, and I have a backup inhaler here. I just bought, you know, I'm grateful to have my medicine. I'm grateful that I don't need insurance or to see a doctor every month to give me permission to go you know, to get it like they do in the United States. I could just walk into a pharmacy and, and say, Hey, you have an asthma inhaler. And then they show me the one I'm like, Hey, yeah, one's cheaper. Yeah. Okay. Or maybe you have this other one. I don't want albuterol today. I want salbutamol or salbutamol. Okay. You know, like I could just get whatever I want. Hey, what other inhalers? Is there any other inventions? Is there anything new? Maybe there's something else that will help me. Like, seriously, I could just like pick whatever I want. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, it's like, you know, freedom is, you know, I don't take that for granted either. Not for a single solitary second. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, on the days that you're down in the dumps or the days that you're angry, especially those angry days where you're just like, man, and life is not going your way. Just be grateful that you get to even experience even the bad moments, because, you know, they don't last for long. And when they leave, the good moments start coming back, you know, and we wouldn't even know the difference. You know, you have to have something to compare it to, right? So, you know, if the bad moments are bad, the good moments are even greater because they're not the bad moments and you know what those are like. So I just, you know, it's something I've been thinking about today and being appreciative of life. You know, um, I spent all day writing, um, handouts for my anxiety class. And I wrote one about, um, all the physical symptoms or all the physical causes 
um, that I could think about. Um, they're not too many, but also the physical things you could do for anxiety. So I have a, but like, really, it's almost two pages long of things that alleviate or relieve anxiety, you know, from passive, such as taking a bath to active, such as learning uh, Tai Chi or Qigong and, um, is shaping up to be a pretty informative and good class. So I wanted to let you guys know, I'm not sure what I'm going to name it yet, but basically it's 15 sources of anxiety and how to combat it, you know, pretty much, but I'll let you guys know when I come up with a snappier title (laughs) is it's not too terribly snappy that. So we're working on it still. Um, I got a lot of emails today. Actually, over the last few days, I haven't been able to answer anyone. And I did finally get to a few people today and answered you guys. Um, I wanted to say thank you to Ray, who did send in a question. And he's new. He new to the show and also new to um, writing me. This is the first email I ever got from him which was on um, my Instagram, which is at mermaidgirl888. So uh, thank you for writing with your question, Ray. And his question was pretty much, will the coronavirus, you know, of course, corona meaning crown um, in Spanish, you know, and I don't know if you knew this, Ray, but um, yo hablo español. (laughs) I do speak Spanish. Uh, Más o menos, uh, fluido, you know, fluent, more or less. Um, so I did know that. He, he explained it to me, like he wrote it, you know, coronavirus crown. And he is saying, uh, he's worried basically about the vaccination and he's worried about the um, coronavirus itself and, and wondering if it will block the uh, crown chakra if you get the virus or if you get the vaccination, which I don't think it, it's, I don't think it has a dead virus. I don't think they did a typical, um, vaccination. So I'm going to channel God real quick for you guys to answer that question. Cause I think the answer is don't really worry about it, but at the same time, we're going to see what the big guy upstairs has to say. So, all right, um, Prime Creator, am I connected to you? Great. Begin transmission. Greetings and hello. I am your Prime Creator, the one who created you and all of the worlds and all of the dimensions. And I have heard this question, and I would like to address this. Your worry and your fear is quite substantiated based on the information and the fear-based ideologies that have been going around your internet. However, the crown chakra is not physical in your physical body. It is an adjunct to your physical body and connects you to your spiritual body and therefore cannot be affected by physical things only at the point where your um, energy and information coming from your crown chakra into 
the body where you transmit the information and bring it into your consciousness in a way in which you could describe what's happening to your chakras, that point at which it, it brings information into the body can possibly be affected by a wide variety of things. It can be affected by telephone wires, telephone, you know, he's showing me like telephone poles with wires going across. It can be affected by the internet or high electricity towers and everything in your world can potentially affect various points of your uh, body that bring in the energy from your chakras. Now, of course, you, you have chakras in your body, but they're more in your spirit body. That is an overlay on top of your physical body. So in the short answer, no, it cannot affect your chakras, but in the longer answer, can the coronavirus itself affect your crown chakra, or at least the point at which that information and energy of that chakra comes into your physical body? Can that be affected? That's a good question. But this is not a virus that affects that part of the body. It is a virus that can, for a time, affect all of the muscles and make them ache. And it affects the sinus cavity and the lungs. And it can affect the heart. And it can even affect motor coordination and hinder eyesight for a time. But no, it will not affect the part of the brain or the part of the physical body that pulls in the energy and the information from the crown chakra. So long answer is no. When you get the vaccination, that will prevent you from getting the disease. And I'm like double checking with muscle testing, make sure I'm getting the information right. Um, and then therefore also it cannot affect your crown chakra. Uh, the coronavirus is named after all of the other viruses with the word Corona in the beginning. And yes, it is a, a word that means crown. The original scientist that saw the first coronavirus that isolated, he isolated it. He thought it looked like it was a virus that had a crown on it. And that's why he named it that. And so basically it's not necessarily a virus that affects your crown chakra. (laughs) So don't worry. And what about, okay, God, we want to know is the vaccination. There's a bunch of different ones. Are they safe? Should we get them? Should we not get them? Where should we be with that? Because we hear a bunch of scary things and we need to understand if it's safe or not. And this is me, Elena asking. Also, Ray was asking about this because we're very interested in knowing, you know, the actual truth versus what some people that are afraid say and versus, you know, the people have stock in the company say. So can you address that? Okay. God is speaking. (laughs) Prime creator is speaking. Go ahead. Um, 
As to the effectiveness of the vaccines, most of them have gone through trials, even though they have not gone through lengthy trials as they should have. You know, the best possible trial for any vaccination would have gone through a 10-year trial period before it could be effectively considered very, very safe. But these have proven mostly safe for most people. Okay, so he's saying, so it's, it's maybe for the best for you to ask your individual spiritual guidance teams, meditate on it to see if it's good for your body. Um, it, because there's many different vaccinations and there's many different uh, permutations and complications and different sets of circumstances per body, per person. So this is a decision that you should make with the help, of course, of your doctor and, but also your spiritual healing team. And guys, I think in my first season, I did do a spiritual healing team. You might want to go back and listen to that episode, um, how to have a spiritual healing team. Uh, you could have a bunch of doctors who are, and scientists and um, spiritual masters that even, you know, if you want Jesus, who was a healer, right? You know, even though he's living in the Himalaya mountains, he can be a part of the team. Um, Brother Yeshua, I call him. Uh, you can bring, you, you just, you know, I have a whole episode on how to do what you bring in your team and you can ask them and they will tell you everything that's going on in your body what you need to look for. If you need to see a doctor, if there's a medicine you need to be on, you know, they'll tell you, go to your doctor so you could get the medicine, you know, um, or whatever it is that you need because it will save you time and energy and money, you know, in the long run. But I mean, obviously it won't take the place of seeing your doctor, but at the same time, you know, it could be helpful. You know, um, I've had issues in the past where I'm like, oh my God, I'm scared about this thing. Can you guys let me know what's going on? And they've steered me in a completely different direction. And it's like, oh wait, it turned out to be this other thing I thought it was. Okay, good. All right. Well, that was easier. <laughs> you know, I thought I had, um, some disease in my, um, digestive system and they were like, well, you just need to have more greens. So I started taking fermented greens and well, problem solved. I don't have as much bloating, you know, um, when I eat. So I'm like, that was kind of cool, you know? All right. Well, that was easy. I was eating vegetables, but I didn't, I didn't have the concentrated chlorophyll and that's all I needed was chlorophyll. So, you know, you could get their advice, take it, you know, for three or four days and see if you get better. And if you don't go to the doctor, you know, it's easy, but okay. So God, go ahead with this. So all right, he's saying for the most part, um, the vaccinations are safe. Now they do have uh, warnings for people with specific conditions that might want to be careful of it. But will the vaccination hurt your crown chakra? It cannot touch your crown chakra. Crown chakra is outside of your body, but touches your body. But through the spiritual pathways, and you and you gather the information in your physical body from the chakras and it is an energetic system that is wide and varied and complex 
but it is nothing that can be damaged or harmed. What can be damaged or harmed is the physical body at the point at which the energy is or is not reaching the cell, your body on a cellular level. Um, even though, um, a lot of people say your pineal gland can be affected by toothpaste. Well, your pineal gland is physical in your body and it's connected to your third eye. But that, for example, is the juncture or the structure in your brain that is directly related and correspondent with your third eye chakra. And many people have psychic ability that have been using toothpaste for decades with fluoride in it or drinking water with fluoride in it. The human body has been able to adapt. Not that fluoride is healthy for you because it's not, but don't worry so much about a little vaccination that might save your life or the lives of your family members in relationship to your crown chakra. Work with your spiritual team to keep your chakras running smoothly. And he's also telling me the Himalayan exercises will also help open up all of your chakras. Uh, Go look up the Himalayan five rites or the Tibetan five rites and R-I-T-E-S is how you look that up. You could learn how to do these exercises in 10 minutes a day. You will reverse all health conditions in your body. You'll spin all of your chakras in the correct way and in the correct rate, and they will all spin together. That's how you reverse aging and people who are 80 and 90 years old um, now look like they're 29 years old after two or three months of doing these exercises daily because they, um, they work. It's, it's really freaky, (laughs) but they do work. So, you know, you keep your chakras healthy in this way. You keep your, your spine flexible. And what it really does is your, you know, your, your chakras are spinning, you know, cause when your physical body spins, it does affect your, your spirit body and they all spin. But at the same time, it keeps the pathways, the physical structures in your body open and flexible because you keep your spine flexible. So, um, that's the long answer guys. <laughs> so thank you, Ray, for your question. Um, and God says, uh, thank you for your, for your question and for asking. And we think that we cleared up some information that maybe you guys did not have. No, I didn't have this information before. I didn't think about it too much. So yeah, that's awesome. All right. Thank you. I love you. And he says, I love you all. And I hope you have a wonderful night or day or whenever you listen to this recording. I am your prime creator and I am always here for you and end transmission. So there you have a mini, a mini reading for you guys. (laughs) We're going to chock full this, (laughs) this episode is going to be chock full of cool information. And I'm going to go grab onto some of this cool information right now, because I was really excited, uh, about all of the UFO sightings around the world from the YouTube channel, only real UFOs. And they literally just post only real UFOs, which is really cool. So I wanted to, you know, and so it's not, you know, super clear, you know, CGI type of UFOs. Although I love those videos sometimes because they're so imaginative, 
but these are just people that randomly get UFOs in their shot when they're trying to take a picture of the sky or something. And some of these are just people that see something and holy moly, I've got to take a, you know, a video of that. So this is only one channel and there's a lot of channels out there that do have UFOs, but this from only real UFOs, YouTube channel, these in the past, I'm going to say maybe two weeks, we'll go two weeks back. So I uh, will say all the people, or I mean, all the countries that had places in the past two weeks, this is the list. Kurgan, Russia, Kaliningrad, Russia, Liverpool, UK, Mooresville, North Carolina, Istanbul, Turkey, Makaha, M-A-K-A-H-A, Makaha, Hawaii. A fleet of UFOs were seen over Miami, Florida. UFO dropped something over Sao Paulo, Brazil. Ooh, I wonder what they dropped. UFO was filmed from the ISS, the International Space Station. Um, that's pretty crazy, right? Um, there was a UFO that showed up and then faded away over Sweden. Um, and then there's Starlink, Starlink satellites. So, you know, that's thrown into the muck. <laughs> that's always like super fun to see those. Uh, <laughs> so the Starlink satellites are not UFOs, but you could check that, that video versus all the others to see, oh, okay, that's a UFO and that's definitely not. Um, so we also had Katmandu, Nepal and Lordsburg, New Mexico. And it was, so this person was shooting a helicopter, um, going through the air when they accidentally filmed a UFO over New Mexico, Metari, Louisiana, uh, accidentally filmed a UFO while driving in California. Let's see. Oops. I, I just accidentally clicked that. <laughs> so hold on a minute. Um, and then we had a mega fleet of UFOs filmed over the Bay of Bengal on a flight from Bangkok to New Delhi. And then several UFOs moved sideways over the ocean in Rosarito, Mexico. And some people wrote, I I did watch that one. It's very interesting. And some people said they have a feeling that it might have been, um, one big UFO with a bunch of lights and they're very close together. That might be the case. And last but not least, 10 hours ago, there was a UFO filmed over Sardinia in Italy. So, I mean, they, they did say they were going to start showing themselves. Did they not? Two years ago, they said that in, um, one of my channels of when I was channeling, uh, Ashtar Sherhan of the Pleiadian Light Forces. He said, we want to come and meet you soon, basically, and we want to uh, start showing ourselves slowly but surely over the whole world. And they've kept their promise. So, you know, I, I don't want to say that all Pleiadians are good or all Pleiadians are bad. I think they're like us. Some are good, some are not so good. You know, same thing with every ET race out there. And and I've been listening to Cosmic Disclosure on Gaia TV, Gaia.com, G-A 
ia.com. Um, it's an incredible show. I mean, some of the information I'm like, yeah, that's definitely not true. You know, I just feel like, nope. And then I ask God and God's like, nope. <laughs> but a lot of it is true. Um, I, I really like hearing, uh, these stories and there's a lot of different, um, awesome shows on, on Gaia, but that's the one I watch recently the most. I just want to catch up on it and then I'll go watch the other shows. But, um, yeah, I just, uh, it's interesting that other people get the same information as me, you know, and some of the things that they're saying on the show, I'm like, yep, I already said that. That's cool. You know, you can't blindly, uh, trust all aliens or ETs, but at the same time, you know, you can know in general, which, who are the good guys and who are not the good guys, obviously, you know, Pleiadians overall probably are the good guys, but there might be bad individuals, you know, so just always keep caution with all this stuff. And, um, when they do come and make themselves known among us and start giving us rides on their light ships, <laughs> which, you know, of course I'm hoping will happen. Just, you know, keep it all in mind that it's possible, you know, to meet some that might not have the best of intentions. Although I think overall they probably will just keep your caution, keep your wits always about you, just like you do with people. So, um, I wanted to now switch gears and we're going to talk about the full moon tomorrow. So, uh, tomorrow's full moon is called the snow moon, the full snow moon. And this is February, 2021 (laughs) information from the old farmer's almanac found at almanac.com, A L M A N A C dot com. So it says, do you have your snow shovels ready? (laughs) Oh, I'm so sorry for people in Texas. Although they did have 81 degrees, it's probably melted, right? You know, we'll see when we get to the earth changes report in second half, but, uh, February's full snow moon reaches its peak in the early morning hours of Saturday, the 27th of February. So why is it called the full snow moon? Well, this is what we're going to get at by going here. Uh, let's see if you want to see it at the biggest and the brightest, the best view of this moon. You have to look on Friday night, which is, Ooh, I better go look soon. All right. It's going to be drifting above the horizon in the East around sunset. And it reaches its highest point in the sky at midnight. Oh, that's like in 30 minutes here. I don't know. Midnight. What time I'm in Eastern time. I, yeah, they're giving this information in Eastern time, Eastern United States. Sorry about that. For those of you. I have a lot of you in the UK and Germany and Australia and New Zealand, by the way. So hello to you guys. Um, and actually I've got a lot of people in the Philippines too. So I wanted to say hi to you guys too. Um, Mahal Kita. <laughs> if you're in the Philippines, hopefully I said that right. Okay. So, um, there is a guide. If you want to go to almanac.com to, to see when you could see it best in your area, by the way. So the full moon names used by the old farmer's almanac came from a number of places, including native American, colonial American, European sources. 
also. Traditionally, every full moon name is applied to the entire lunar month to which it occurred, not just to the full moon day itself. So the explanation, of course, behind February's full moon is really straightforward this time. It's a snow moon because this is typically when we get heavy snowfall that occurs in February. So an average in the United States where the farmer's almanac came from, <laughs> February is the most snowy month. So that's not much of a big mystery there, is it? <laughs> so um, in the 1760s, this article says, Captain Jonathan Carver, who had visited the Naudo Wesse. <laughs> Sounds like I'm having a stroke there. Sorry about that. Uh, Naudo Wesse, Dakota, Dakota. I guess that's a tribe that I did not know, and I lived there, so that's weird. They must be a very small tribe because I have never heard of them, so my apologies if you are a Naudo Wesse. Uh, anyway, uh, he visited with them and, and wrote that the name used for this period was the snow moon because more snow, obviously, commonly falls during this month than any other month in the winter time. So, there are, however, alternative February moon names. So, this month's moon historically has a connection with animals. The Cree, yay, I'm part Cree. <laughs> the Cree, and, and by the way, Janine Wildcat, you hearing me? <laughs> the Cree traditionally called this the bald eagle moon or the eagle moon. Now, the Ojibwe nation, now this is, the Ojibwe is actually uh, located um, kind of in Canada, like Winnipeg area. My uh, friend, uh, her stepfather was the chief of the Ojibwe nation back when I was in college, so... Very, very cool to hear that name. Anyway, the Ojibwe calls this the bear moon. The Tlingit, which is in Alaska, the tribe in Alaska, they say this is a black bear moon and it refers to the times when the baby bear cubs are born. The Dakota also call this the raccoon moon and certain Algonquin peoples named it the groundhog moon. And the Haida tribe named it the Goose Moon. So another theme of this month's moon names is scarcity. The Cherokee, yes, of course, I am Cherokee, <laughs> mostly, um, you know, for, from my tribal parts, of, you know, I'm mostly Irish, but, you know, I, I'm more Cherokee than Cree. The Cherokee names of month of the Bony Moon... Well, we like that. <laughs> okay, I'm the angel of death. Of course, I'm going to love anything to do with death or bones. But this, so February is the month of the bony moon. What? Bony moon. B-O-N-Y. Probably because, you know, you don't have as much to eat. You can't, you can't hunt the buffalo when they're not around, right? So it's the month of the bony moon or the hungry moon. Not that the Cherokee ever hunted buffalo. This is the time... Well, the Cherokee before the Cherokee people used to be on the coast and they got to, you know, just pick fruit and go fishing, you know, before they were moved to Arkansas and Oklahoma area. Anyway, so the hungry moon uh, gives evidence to the fact that food is hard to come by at this time of the year. So that's uh, 
pretty much all they have to say on almanac.com. So now we're going to go and change gears yet again for a little bit. Um, going to see how much time I have left. Now we're going to go to astrologyking.com because I myself, I am not an astrologer. I'm interested in it, but I'm not one. So with this full moon tomorrow is going to be in Virgo, which makes me quite happy. (laughs) I have like eight planets in Virgo, including sun and moon. So (laughs) it says that, um, let's see, well, we're going to go under the full moon meaning there's a bunch, there's a huge amount of planets all clumped together. I don't know if it's a stellium (laughs) or not a stellio contos. I'm just kidding. Stellium. I don't know. So the sun opposite the moon is what happens. It's an opposition. It's 180 degrees or zero degrees. Basically the full moon is reflecting the sun. And this is the time in which you have your subconscious mind open more because you're reflecting the light because the moon stands for your subconscious mind where your sun is, is the conscious mind. You know, um, if you want to look at it from a, a traditional, um, Hebrew or Kabbalah, um, viewpoint. So I've studied that also. Um, all right. So it brings your home, your family and your intimate relationships into sharper focus, at least for the next two weeks. So the opposing forces such as work versus home or what you need versus what you want create inner tension and external pressures, which can lead to anxiety. So be careful about that. So it it says here, uh, astrology King, he says this can lead to conflict and crises that drain your energy. So be aware of that. So, uh, the lunar qualities of emotions and instincts reach their peak at a full moon. All right. So you have increased emotional strength and intuition to overcome any relationship challenges. Subconscious awareness allows for an impartial and balanced look at your personal relationships. What I just say, subconscious awareness, ha, that was awesome. You will clearly see any relationship dynamics or negative feelings that cause disharmony. So, uh, what's going on during this full moon aspect? Um, the full moon queen cunks. It's so hard to say that sounds like a dirty word. Q U I N C U N X Saturn creates an imbalance between your personal and professional life, between emotional needs and the needs of others. You might be forced to carry out duties without having emotional security. Other times you might feel emotionally secure, but neglect your duties. Okay. So it makes it difficult to maintain harmony in your intimate relationships at this time because of emotional coldness, feeling of guilt or fear, or having to attend other responsibilities. An adjustment is needed in your level of responsibility. The best way to handle the rebalancing is with self-control, patience, dedication, trust, loyalty, and above all else, forgiveness. The full moon is also trine Uranus. This will give you self-awareness, freedom, creativity, and intuition to make positive changes in your life. It helps you remain flexible, open-minded so that you can take advantage of exciting new opportunities. This is a harmonious influence 
It makes change flow more smoothly with less upset and less chaos. You might feel a twitch of or feeling of anticipation that something is about to happen. Chance encounters are possible and you might be attracted to unusual types of people or those from different ethnic or cultural backgrounds. I'm thinking such as the Pleiadians. <laughs> this is also a good time to break bad habits and to leave boring or unhealthy relationships. Okay, well, that's interesting. Um, the full moon stars for tomorrow. There's a fixed star called Felis, which gives a quiet, cautious, watchful, careful, stealthy, cruel, revengeful, and destructive nature. Well, it started. That really took a weird turn at the end there. <laughs> it says, with the fondness for out-of-the-way subjects, attachment to the home, and love of cats. Hey, did you hear that? Okay, she's asleep. <laughs> she's sleeping on. She's been sleeping on my notebook. She almost ripped to, uh, to apart my notes. I'm like, I have to make handouts. I'm typing up my handouts based on the notes you are ripping up. This is how we're going to buy our beach condo cat. She doesn't understand big concepts. <laughs> Only that that paper feels really good on her, really to stretch her paws out. <laughs> So also we have constellation Ursa Major, Ursa meaning bear, <laughs> gives a quiet, prudent, suspicious, mistrustful, self-controlled, patient nature. Well, that took a bad turn. They turned right back around. But an uneasy spirit and great anger and revengefulness when roused. Oh, well, like a bear, I suppose. I mean, I think if your loved one is ignoring you, just let them, just let them stay ignoring you. Just, it's okay. You got a few days to yourself. It's, it, you just let it be. Don't poke the damn bear. Um, let's see. So there might be a sign. There's a sign of difficult change because Saturn is square to Uranus. You might have an inability or lack of will to change. And you might feel a restriction of your freedom. The full moon quincunx Saturn means an adjustment is needed in your duties or responsibilities. The full moon trine Uranus makes positive change more likely and easier to implement. So full moon February 2021 is ideal for making changes that are long overdue. This is a good moon phase to free yourself of burdens that are no longer your responsibility. Now by doing so, you make room for exciting opportunities, positive change, greater independence, and freedom of choice. The effects of the full moon will last for two weeks, which he already said earlier in this, um, up to March 10th, which is the new moon. And the influence is combined with the February 11th new moon. So that's good to know. Um, this is an excellent, oh, this was an excellent new moon for finding love. Nah, well, for me, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, well, but also for making yourself a nicer and happier person. Well, I did do that. So ding, ding, ding. That's a good one. <laughs> I learned to love myself more maybe this year. So um, if you're in Los Angeles, at 17 a.m., zero hours, 17 a.m., basically. 
you can, uh, is when the full moon will happen tomorrow. If you're in New York, 3.17 a.m. If you're in London, 8.17 a.m. In Delhi, India, it will happen at 1.47 p.m. And if you're in Sydney, Australia, 7.17 p.m., which incidentally is God's number in the Hebrew version of the Bible. All right, so let's get to our usual stuff because we're running out of time. All right, so here we go. I told you, this one's going to be chock full of information. Let's see, where were we? (laughs) Space weather. Okay, spaceweather.com. This is what we've got going today. The current solar wind speed is 439.1 kilometers per second. And we do have two sunspots um, on the uh, far... They're kind of getting over to the the far east part of the sun. And they are continuing to grow, but they're just remaining um, a simple beta-class magnetic field that poses very little threat right now for strong flares, thank God. Right? So, um, we do, however, have a solar wind incoming. And it's a high-speed stream of solar wind, which will approach Earth... And estimated time of arrival was is Monday and Tuesday, March 1st and 2nd. So March is going to come in hot. <laughs> the gaseous material is flowing over 500 kilometers per second from a southern hole in the sun's atmosphere. Geomagnetic unrest and Arctic auroras are likely when it arrives next week. So... Um, There's some information about the sunspots on spaceweather.com if you want to check it out. Uh, The neutron counts right now are at a high level, and they've gone up since the last 48 hours by 0.8%. We're now at 7.8% of the space age average, and Steve is back. Steve is back. Steve in the moonlight. (laughs) Uh, Steve is a mauve ribbon of light that appears randomly. And this one, there's a picture on spaceweather.com of Steve that appeared over Jasper Lake in Alberta, Canada. Now, uh, he wanted to go chase the auroras, this man, um, what's his name? Matt Queering. And he said that he got to see Steve in the sky instead. And this is a recent discovery. It looks like an aurora, but it's not. It is a soft purple glow caused by 3,000 degrees Celsius. That's pretty damn hot. Ribbons of gas flowing through Earth's magnetosphere at speeds that exceed 6 kilometers per second, which is 13,000 miles per hour. So, um... CME did graze Earth's magnetic field, and they think it might be a coincidence that Steve appeared right after. But they're not sure. They don't think it's it's really a coincidence. So they do believe that when the plasma waves rippled through Earth's magnetosphere earlier in the week, Steve was the result of that. So according to NASA's all-sky cameras and the all-sky fireball network, there were 13 sporadic fireballs over the United States today. Um, I don't know what the fireballs situation is all over the whole world, but overall, I mean, the past couple of years, we've had a lot more 
balls of fire in the sky than we ever did before. Um, not much news coming out of disclosure news on it coming down the pike from Italy. The Schumann resonance is only eight Hertz frequency, which is just slightly above normal. So basically normal. And what we have as far as heartmath.org is concerned, they, the heart math Institute have reported, um, The most recent numbers coming from them are from Wednesday, February 24th at the 2300 hours, about a day and a half ago. In California, they were at 42 hertz frequency. In Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, they're at 70 hertz frequency. In Lithuania, they were at 85 hertz frequency. Schumann resonance uh, level in Alberta, Canada was at 59 hertz frequency. And in Northland, New Zealand, they're at 55 hertz frequency. So they're all gotten gotten a lot lower, and they all managed to still maintain that fifth dimensional status, which starts at 40 hertz frequency. And then when you get down to the last one, Hulului, South Africa, has been surprising us lately at 230 hertz frequencies, where they were at on Wednesday. They are usually very, very high over there. Not the people, (laughs) by the way, maybe they are, I don't know, but I don't know what people, how people live, what they do, but they actually have a very high Schumann resonance. I wonder if they're feeling kind of wonky and the ascension symptoms, all the stuff I've told you, uh, from a scientific standpoint, um, because this is metaphysical soul speak. We talk about the science and how it affects us spiritually And all the things I just told you um, will give credence and um, lend you some information that you might be able to ascertain whether or not you are sensitive to energies coming in or not. And what's causing your ascension symptoms? Well, the same thing that's causing all the fluctuations in the world. So just to let you know, that's why I read all this stuff. I think it's affecting us. It's always affecting us. Anyway... I'm going to take a quick break. You're only going to hear a few seconds of music and then I'll be right back with the Earth Changes Report and the weekly Weird World News right after this little musical ditty. As you might be aware, this is the end of the third dimensional schematic. We're all moving into the fifth dimensional vibration and a lot of things are moving and shaking and quaking around and waking up and shaking up people's reality and their minds. And a lot of people are having spiritual awakenings, which is awesome, but When we're seen here in our spirituality and we're being tested or at least, you know, our souls, our, our spiritual guides are testing us, you know, and what we chose for ourselves before we got here is testing our patience. (laughs) And those of us who go, yeah, I did choose this for myself, but it sucks. 
you know, we're kicking ourselves or making some of these choices. But what we uh, tend to forget is other people are going through things too. Spiritual things and physical things and changes on planet Earth, right? So this night every week, we start with the Earth Changes Report so that we can send high vibrational thoughts and love, light, prayers towards the people that need the extra support right now, energetically speaking. And it opens our hearts to compassion and it opens us up to loving everybody on the planet. You don't have to like everybody on the planet, but you do have to love them. All the world's religions say so, right? Even if you're not religious, you cannot open up your 11th chakra until you stand on the foundation and the principle that everybody is made from love, comes from love, deserves love, is lovable. And who are we to judge the one will to good? Who are we to judge prime creator's decision to create everybody from love? And so if you feel anything less than love for everybody and less than compassion for everybody, Friday nights are a way for us to get in touch with this emotion and we can feel for other people and it will open up a path for us to spiritually grow and we can send love and light to others that desperately need it. And so I view this as a win-win all the way around. So without further ado, we're going to go to watchers.com news and we're going to read I'm going to relay to you guys the headlines of what's happened around the world in the past seven days the first story starts on February 20th and that is scientists develop first map of groundwater recharge rates across Africa this is interesting. I'm not going to, you know, go into what the article says. A, I didn't read it, and B, it might be boring for radio. <laughs> but if you want to see it, Watchers.News has this article. That's very interesting, though. I didn't, I didn't know that groundwater can recharge or that there's certain rates or that different times it's different. I never thought about that. So that does give me an awareness of what might happen. Now, if you find yourself living in a place that's extremely hard to get water you can always extract water from the air at the dew point the first part of the day and at, I think at the end of the day as well but you just put up a giant sail so look up sails in the Atacama desert in Peru there's a project that these uh, Dutch tourists saw a need for this and so they invented this thing or at least they knew about it and so they built these all over the Atacama Desert and in places where they did not have the ability to grow food in Peru they now have like whole mountainsides full of growing produce and the people that were barely able to eat actually now have enough for themselves and a surplus to sell in the marketplace and it changed their lives. 
So I thought that was a pretty cool story. So if you live in, excuse me, in Africa, you could tell, you know, like I'm doing this after nine o'clock at nine o'clock, my throat started to swell up and I started sneezing my head off. I've never lived in this house during February before. So now I know (laughs) I'm allergic to something blooming in this part of Ecuador in February. Um, (laughs) so again, for three days in a row, forgive my, um, severe allergies woke up this morning everything was covered in a fine volcanic ash in my house again like how does it even get in all of my windows are closed but here we go again with the ash i have that that acrid metallic taste in my mouth from the volcanic ash i i just i'm thinking and hoping always every time hope to god it's just the minerals i was missing in my body (laughs) thank you sangay volcano for popping off again and giving me yet another coating of ash in my house. No, really, I've been I've been mopping my floor every couple days. It's been bad and you know, mop and mop and mop and sweep and then everything's all clean and pristine and then the next day it looks like I haven't mopped or swept for a week or two. <laughs> it's like, "Oh my gosh." So, that might be part of it as well, you know, the volcanic activity here. I still love Ecuador. I don't want to leave. I want to leave the city, but I don't want to leave this beautiful country. Anyway, uh, all right. Extreme monsoon rains submerge parts of the capital Jakarta in Indonesia. Holy moly, under 8.8 feet of water. Extreme monsoon. Holy moly. You know, you guys, I've, I've been like kind of jaded when they say a whole month's worth of rain fell in 24 hours. And you're like, oh my God, holy moly. And it, it was only an inch of rain. Are you kidding me right now? You know what I mean? <gasps> oh my God. I had no idea. 2.7 meters of water. Oh my God. The So the monsoon rain submerged Jakarta under almost nine feet or almost three meters of water. That's a lot of rain. Holy Moses. Wow. It shows these guys in, um, like wearing the orange safety vests, you know, um, the life jackets and they're on a rubber raft that's in Jakarta. Holy moly. Well, let's send a lot of sunshine and love and light to Indonesia. Um, okay. Incredibly powerful paroxysm at Mount Etna in Italy as the lava fountains exceeded 3,300 feet or 1,000 meters in height. Holy moly. Wow. I mean, I almost wish I could see that, but I mean, the volcanic ash has got to be a killer for people with asthma. Oh my God. This is a gorgeous picture though. Oh my God. I don't know if you guys love it, but I love volcanoes. Oh my God. Woo. 3,300 feet in height. Lava fountains just blowing straight up. Oh, it's so pretty and bright and dangerous as hell. (laughs) Literally hell. Oh my God. Okay, uh, and then ne- okay, this next one we need to send. I don't even know what do you send to this. The energy of cleanliness, I suppose. 
Israel was hit by the worst environmental disaster in decades. Now I went and I did read this article. I'm not going to read it to you guys, but basically randomly an oil spill occurred, but they don't know why, where it comes from or how all of a sudden, all of their Mediterranean beaches there in Israel just are completely and totally covered in tar from like an apparent oil spill or something. And they don't know where it came from. You know, it's weird. And, and now some tankers could go by and just like illegally dump oil and keep going. You know, that might've occurred. I mean, maybe there was an underwater volcano or something, you know, that cracked and some oil came up from the bottom of the ocean, possibly. I don't know. I honestly don't know how this happened. This is very sad though. It's always sad for the sea creatures. Of course, the people can't go to the beach now because, you know, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever walked on a beach where there was tar. Oh, my God. It's like, whoo, there was a nude beach I used to go to in um, just south of Santa Barbara on the coast of California. And when I was a kid and I was a teenager, I would go there. This sounds really weird. I had hippie parents. My mom and my stepdad would take my little sister and I. And the reason why they would take us in the nude beach um, was kind of a sweet reason. They wanted us to feel comfortable with our bodies. They wanted us to know that everyone's body has a different size and shape and everything is different and we should not feel weird at all. And my parents had a long standing, very hippie like attitude towards nudity, which always as a Virgo freaked me out. Like my dad would be like walking from his bedroom to the bathroom naked because it's time for a shower. Now, you know, my mom would do the same thing. It was just creepy. I, I, don't, I mean, my parents were not creepy people. They're very sweet, very loving, innocent people. Like they didn't mean anything weird by it. But as a Virgo, I did not do this with my children. <laughs> we did not go to new. I just could not hippie it out. I just couldn't do it. But anyway, I don't think that Israel has nude beaches, but I remember walking on the nude beach and there's so much tar on the beach that I'd get it on the bottom of my feet and I would get it um, and just to scrape that off like you'd have to have an extra towel just to wipe the tar off your feet before you put your sandals on to walk out of the beach because <laughs> when you walk out of the beach you have to wear clothes right so that was I, that was like a weird memory from my childhood that just you know like that was like the biggest thing I remember honestly I just remember getting an all over tan <laughs> and also well tan ish I mean I'm a redhead after all more of a you know all over burn but um but yeah it was like very very weird like to get that tar on your feet so I really feel for the people that would like to go to the beach and they can't over there in Israel so that just really sucks anyway a filament eruption produces a partial halo CME and a glancing blow is expected, but that already happened from the sun. It doesn't even say from the sun. Hilarious filament from what filament eruption. Holy shit. That sounds so dangerous. Yeah, no, we already talked about that this week. Now this one's <clears throat> strange in the Philippines. They need our love and support. Um, more than 59,000 people flee at, as do one D or do Juan. I don't know if it's Spanish, it's Duwan. It's yeah, it's Duwan, Philippines. Brings widespread flooding and disruption to the Philippines. So 59,000 people had to leave. Damn. Yeah, listen to the sunshine. 
And by the way, to Jakarta and to the Philippines, we're sending them sunshine and love. So uh, record flooding affects more than 100,000 people in Acre, northwestern Brazil. Record flooding. Let's send them love and light and sunshine. Oh, my gosh. Um, Okay, Beijing records warmest February day since 1951 in China. Oh, records. I mean, records. It's like you never know until you read it. And I didn't read it first. Sorry about that. So Beijing records, Beijing, China has the warmest February day since 1951. Wow. I don't know. I send them coolness, cool energy, cool, like cool temperatures. Wow. That's crazy. Um, there was an artificial bolide that was produced by the re-entry of the second stage of the Falcon 9 rocket. Well, that's crazy. Eh, it's not really an earth change. It's a strange one, though. There's another powerful eruption at Mount Etna in Italy in the volcano. So we don't really need to pray for that so much. And um, let's see where we're at here. Um, Now we have to go back to the first page. See, we only have two pages today of Earth Changes News, which is good news because even though some of the news is crazy, like that eight, I can't imagine nine feet of water. I mean, that has happened in California, you know, at times, but it's rare when La Nina conditions happen. But wow. Um, All right. So this one upsets me because I need to call. I have a friend who lives there. I do need to call her. She's from Canada and she moved to, to Peru, but and she's not exactly in this exact place, but she's kind of near there. So a state of emergency has been declared in Peru in Madre de Dios, which is, it's a, a part of the jungle that is right outside of Machu Picchu. And I went to Cusco. I lived there for two weeks and I did not ever see Machu Picchu. I got sick in Cusco and couldn't go. And I have a friend, same thing happened to her. And she said, I think the timing was off. I'm like, yeah, for me too. And so my kids never got to see Machu Picchu. It was such a bummer. We really ought to have done it, but I don't know. Maybe we will eventually, but, um, Madre de Dios is not too far from there. Madre de Dios means mother of God. And mother of God, they had severe flooding and 15,000 people were affected. Now, the thing is, there's not that many people in that area. It's, it's, uh, they're little villages, you know, it's, uh, it's indigenous people are more vulnerable. So I hope they're okay. Let's send love and light and sunshine to La gente de Madre de Dios, okay? The people of Madre de, de Dios in Peru. Um, a flank eruption at the Kliuchevskoy volcano. And it later forms along the edges of the Krutenkaya River in Russia. Very interesting. This picture is not very good, but I would love to see more footage of that if anyone has any. Not maybe, maybe I don't have any Russian people listening to me, but that sounds very interesting. Um, it doesn't say anything about it affecting people though. So let's move on a very intense earthquake swarm 
started shaking the Reykjanes Peninsula in Iceland. Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute, so we're going to put a pin in that and go to the next story. Highly radioactive cesium has now been detected in the northeastern Fukushima, Japan. Um, that's not good, and I don't know why that is. Oh, I don't even know what kind of energy. Just send love and light to the people of Japan, especially the people in Fukushima. Um, maybe send protective energy, layers and layers of protective energy so that people don't get cancer and other problems. Radiation sickness is very, very bad. Um, if you've eaten tuna and you felt like you have the symptoms of radiation sickness, make certain that you're also subs- you're supplementing yourself with iodine. Something just told me to tell you guys that. Some of you might be eating radiated tuna. When I was in Mexico, the Mexican tuna caught off the coast had radiation in it from Japan when they had a nuclear reactor um, break down a few years back. And um, my kids and I were all getting that radio um, radioactivity energy. It was really bad. We were just like, oh, I feel like I've been radiated. And it, it's a kind of a really weird sickness kind of energy. And we did iodine. We stopped eating the tuna, obviously. And I think the tuna I've been eating off the coast here in Ecuador has not affected me as much, thank God. But yeah, just be aware of that. I don't know why I was told to just say that to some of you might need to hear that. Um, a new map of the solar neighborhood shows binary stars are all around us. Well, I don't think we should judge them for their choices. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry, gay joke. I just, <laughs> I'm always with the gay joke. I mean, you know, being in the community for decades. <laughs> binary stars. I always thought that was interesting. I always wondered if binary stars were like twin flames that decided to be stars together. Let's shine bright together, baby. Let's be stars. (laughs) I mean, maybe it is, right? I don't know. A friend of mine told me years ago, when we were first starting our spiritual journey in 1987, you know, I had a group of friends. We all had our awakening at once, and we all became good friends. And my friend Alex, he said, I'm going to become a spiritual master, and then I'm going to become a planet. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about, man? He's like, you know, you can be. And I'm like, what? He's like, you could become a planet. I'm like, why the fuck would I want to be a planet? (laughs) I barely want to be a human on a planet. Why would I want to be a planet full of humans? That's insane. You know, he's like, I want to do it. I think I will love the responsibility of loving a whole planet full of people. You know, (laughs) I was like, that's cool. I'm like, I'm 18 and I'm like, I barely love people in this room. And it's just my boyfriend and him. You know, (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know if I love myself. I mean, God, I couldn't imagine back then when I was 18 and I'm 52 right now. And I'm like, wow, I just, I've come so far. Thank God. I love everybody. I love all of you. I love everyone. But that's interesting. So we have a new map of our solar neighborhood and it shows binary stars are all around us. That's exciting. All right. I'm not going to look at it right now because obviously I can't show it to you guys. If you want to check it out, watchers.news. The sixth impressive paroxysm at Etna Volcano 
in Italy. So here's even more pictures. Oh, it's so cool. I would love to see a time-lapsed photography of all the eruptions of Mount Etna. I mean, seriously, I could put some classical music on and eat popcorn and just watch that for hours. I, ser- I don't know. I love volcanoes. <laughs> um, what was I just saying a minute ago or like a half hour ago? Bright blue fireball <laughs> lights up night sky over Mallorca, Spain. This kind of shit was not happening a few years ago. Seriously, we are definitely in the end times. I mean, from the hornets to the locusts to the, I'm eight feet of water. Like, are you kidding me right now? Like, definitely this is the end times, right? (laughs) Is there any doubt in anybody's mind anymore? All we can do is love each other, love ourselves and pray. You know, or send love and light. You don't have to be religious. In fact, it's un, not recommended by me <laughs> to be religious. Um, Germany has registered their greatest temperature change since the records began in 1880. Wow. And it looks like they've had uh, lows that they're like, it's cold in Germany. I have a friend over there that she's writing me. She's a friend of the show. She listens to the show. She's always taking pictures of herself in, well, what do they call it? In Delicato? Anyway, without clothing. I wonder how she does it when it's so cold in Germany. Because she's a fiery hot redhead. I think that's how. (laughs) I want to know, girl. Write me and tell me how cold has it been in Germany. I want to hear, Jasmine, let me know. Yasmin also you guys write me <laughs> I have a lot of Germans that listen to the show and so hello and Danku Shane for listening alright um, there is a weekly volcanic activity report uh, February 17th through the 23rd if you wanted to read that um, I'm not going to read it but that's at watchers.news <coughs> and I'm still like Seriously, my mouth, I've got like ash in my mouth. It's so, it's fine particulate matter and I can't even see it. It doesn't even look like smoke or anything, but I could taste it in the air. And the people that live here don't seem to be bothered at all by it. I'm like, why not? Like, <clears throat> it's like really fine. Like when I dust, it's like, it's like gray and white. It's literally ash from the volcano. San Gay is, it's been constantly and consistently erupting since 1934. That's why they called the giver. <laughs> anyway, uh, now check this one out. Now, remember we said put a pin in it. Here we go again. Nearly 5,000 earthquakes have hit Reykjanes Peninsula in two days in Iceland. <coughs> 5,000 earthquakes. And then it says aviation color code for Krisuvik volcano has been raised to yellow in Iceland. I think Iceland's heating up. You know, it's, it's more like the land of fire in Iceland, not just only. I mean, there's a lot of volcanic activity, but 5,000 earthquakes. I mean, things seem very excessive this week, right? It seems like the theme of the week is things in absolute excess, you know? I mean, lava shooting 3,000 feet up into the air, that's excessive, right? 
things have gotten more dramatic. Okay, so here we go to the next thing. And I don't think anyone lives near the Reykjanes Peninsula, but if they do, let's send love and light and um, protective energy to the people of Iceland, just in case. Um, all right, so more than 7,700 households are without water supply as record snow has now hit in Hokkaido, Japan. Wow. Wow. Um, yeah, let's send sunshine, love, and light to the Japanese people living in Hokkaido. More than 7,700 households without water. That's crazy. And you know what's funny? She doesn't have any information on this website whatsoever about what's going on in Texas. I don't see it. You know, we'll keep going. But that's weird she didn't include... 4 million people without power in Texas due to freak snowstorm and people having bills upwards of $16,000 for electricity because they deregulated, the federal government deregulated the power companies in Texas and said they could charge whatever they like. And now there is a billion dollar class action lawsuit against these freaking companies They're trying to say to people, unless you pay your $16,000 heating bill, uh, we're going to cut your power off in the middle of this freak snowstorm. Sounds illegal? It is. Yes. Let's send our love and light and sunshine energy to Texas. Now, they did have, just like the day before yesterday, 81 degrees, where they had just had snow, and it was like 20, was it 20 degrees? Something like that. There was one lady who was stranded for five days. She was a courier. She was bringing, um, she was bringing something to somebody and, um, you know, like making a delivery when this freak snowstorm came out of nowhere and she got stranded. Oh my God. That's how fast it happened. And she's in front of these people's house and she was scared. She's like, what the hell? Like, you know, no one's used to this there at all like this is not normal and and these people are like well you know i guess you live here now <laughs> come on in and now she's all friends with them you know like it was on trevor noah i thought it was a very sweet and heartwarming story <clears throat> yeah i mean this stuff that with the snow random snow like this love and light to the people of texas as well as japan i'm telling you the texas news because she didn't even bring it up on this website increased seismic activity in Taal volcano Philippines well we know that that means the volcano might be going off because of the seismic activity we'll see what happens next week on Monday and Tuesday when the solar winds hit and if solar flares hit those kinds of things space weather affects things like volcanic and earthquake activity on earth and Suspicious Observers is the YouTube channel. You can go and check it out. Now, he first proposed this. He is an astrophysicist, and he first proposed this, and people laughed him out of the auditorium. No way, no way. It's not true. And now scientists are coming around and saying, you know what? <laughs> we think 
We think this is true. And I think that there was scientists and astronomer Velikovsky mentioned this like decades ago. And suddenly, all of a sudden, you know, this guy picks up on this information and it's like, okay, actually, there might be something to it. So, heavy snowfall engulfs parts of Russia, many parts of Russia. And oh my gosh, this picture is like almost completely whited out so much snow in Russia. So let's send them sunshine and love. Usually in Siberia, they get a ton of snow, but that's crazy in Russia. Um, So let's see if there's, oh, okay, here we go. Still more. I thought we were at the end. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. Um, well, we already said these things. So the environmental disaster in Israel, Philippines. Yeah, we've already, we've already said all these things and then she repeated them. So I'm going to go back one page and see what happens. No, that was it. Well, that's good, right? So here we go. I'm going to pause this for a second and come back with the weird news. All right. I wanted to see where we're at. All right. Speaking of rain, it started raining here. You know, Brazil is our neighbor here in Ecuador, but I'm in the high Andes mountains, not too far from the edges of what's considered maybe the jungle, but not really too, too close to me. I don't think we're having any issues over here, but yeah, that's a little concerning, disconcerting, concerning. That's what I wanted to say. Um, (laughs) all right, well, we're going to go to coast to coast am.com. And I'm going to just tell you guys a few of the stories, headlines, maybe a little blurb of the description of some of the weird news and the weirder things that have happened. You know, I got to tell you guys though, the normal news is been weird lately. (laughs) It's just, there's a lot of weird things going on. Um, Oh my God, a snowbound man confesses to a fake murder, hoping that the police would plow his road for him. (laughs) Oh my God, that's one way to have it done. With the road outside not having been cleared for days following a huge snowstorm, a housebound Ukrainian man came up with an audacious plan to rectify the problem, confessing to a fake murder so they would have to plow a street to get to him. (laughs) I don't know how it ended up. I'm just looking at the headline here. A Sasquatch statue in North Carolina has been stolen. The Bigfoot bandits have struck again, they say. Sticky finger near Duwells, North Carolina, stole a Sasquatch statue from outside of a residence, and authorities are asking the public to help track down the pilfered piece. 
So that's uh, that's crazy. People are stealing these massive statues. Uh, this is really scary. There was a doll altar found in England. It's very eerie. A woman walking through a wooded area in England stumbled upon a really unsettling scene in the form of an eerie collection of baby dolls that have been fastened to trees as what she describes as appeared to be a makeshift altar. Well, I'm looking at this and what I think of it is it looks like a Halloween party took place in the woods in which they probably tied the baby dolls to the trees and they don't need the baby dolls after Halloween's over. So they just kind of let it go. It's really creepy though. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that, that is pretty insane. There is footage on coasttocoastam.com. If you dare to look at it, it's a spooky piece of footage captured by a baby monitor at a house in Georgia that appears to show a set of triplets talking to an unseen entity. Well, that's quite creepy. Also, what's really creepy is this place looks like a disaster. They, the mom should clean up. Looks like there's... I don't even know what. Like the, It looks like the, the babies tore the sheets off their beds, too. The room is very messy. Triplets. Oh, my God. Can you imagine having triplets? See, if you have a toddler right now, <laughs> just be grateful it's not three of them. <laughs> even though, that, you know, yeah, three kids more to love. Oh, sure, triple your... That would be such a pain in the ass, though. You would never sleep for three years. That would be terrible. I mean, I, I had a hard time raising two kids, so I can't imagine. Love them dearly. Glad they're adults. You know, but triplets. Oh, my God. And now they're talking to ghosts. So great. They're psychic mediums, too. <laughs> okay, so a mystery print was found in New Hampshire. A biologist exploring a snow-covered patch of wilderness in New Hampshire noticed a solitary impression in the snow that left social media users scratching their heads. Well, I mean, I'm looking at the print. It looks like someone's face. That's very, oh, it's weird. It's got like kind of swirls around it. I don't know what that is. It looks really creepy though. Moving right along. Um, let's see. A mob in the Congo destroys a mystery monolith. <laughs> Did you guys think we're done with monolith news? Oh no. A mystery monolith that appeared (laughs) in the Democratic Republic of Congo over the weekend wound up causing a stir that an angry mob actually swarmed the piece and destroyed it. So, (laughs) I mean, how many, I, I hope that someone's keeping track on how many monoliths have suddenly and randomly appeared around the world. I think it's just artists screwing around after the first one is found because it's kind of funny, but would be creepy if it was like something more sinister or otherworldly. Although 
The very first monolith had rivets in it. It was just a piece of art. Just performance art. You know. So this is creepy. <laughs> a fish with human teeth was caught in Florida. Oh my God. You know how we sometimes have crappy teeth and we get them replaced with dentures? Well, I think what happens with the old teeth is these fish use our teeth as dentures. That's what it looks like. <laughs> I mean, this is weird. A Florida fisherman could not believe his eyes when he reeled in a catch and saw that it sported a mouthful of human-like teeth. Yeah, and they're not even, I mean, they look, they're like, they're, they've got a straight, well, not necessarily straight edge to them, but they're not like, you know, like my cat's teeth. She looks like a little tiny vampire. You know, she's got very pointy, very skinny teeth, which hurt very much when she attacks me sometimes. <laughs> but these are like the dull, flat teeth. It looks like a human's teeth. That's really creepy. Why? Oh, why does this keep happening? Uh, NASA's Perseverance rover successfully touches down on Mars, as you all know. I'm sure you've heard the uh, news, because it was all over the news this past week. To the relief of scientists at NASA and the delight of space enthusiasts around the world, the space agency's Perseverance rover has successfully touched down on Mars. Now, I got to say that the Mars rover, the, the, the first ones, you know, on Cosmic Disclosure, there was a scientist that said, you know, he was talking to a colleague who recognized the mountains near Sandia Laboratory, New Mexico, that NASA is claiming to be images from the rover on Mars and it looks identical to some mountains where he used to walk his dog every day. I mean, I don't know if we're really on Mars. I don't know if I trust it. I believe it kind of ish. I hope it's real. I hope they're not lying to us, but I mean, it's possible that they lied to us, you know? I mean, supposedly there's a breakaway civilization living on Mars. Some of the Nazis that escaped the planet. I don't want to get into that right now, but I mean, it's a creepy story, but I don't know. It's pretty cool if it's true, but we're going to move right along and not talk about it in case it's not. So... There was an odd UFO spotted on a French newscast. That's pretty damn cool. I'm looking at it like, wow, all right. (laughs) An odd moment during a French newscast appears to show a UFO zip through the sky behind a news correspondent who was stationed in Moscow. So yeah, that happened. That's pretty cool. There were Bigfoot tracks found in the snow in the state of New York. A set of photographs from New York shows what appears to be a trail of tracks that were left behind in the snow. And some suspect that they might have come from a Sasquatch. Now, 
It looks like the stride is really far apart. So a human could not have done that. So it does make it interesting. My brother and I, when we were little, we tried to, uh, you know, lived in Minnesota, went back when we were getting tons of snow in Minnesota. And we lived on a farm, so we're always bored. <laughs> and we tried to um, walk really, like, like with our feet far apart to see if we can, you know, like, mimic, like, this kind of a thing. And what we discovered is in the springtime, the snow will melt faster inside of footprints and make them bigger. But that doesn't explain the stride. It just doesn't. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, your, your tiny footprints will end up looking like Bigfoot footprints in a couple hours when the snow is melting under the mild sun energy. I did talk about this last week, the blue dogs that were discovered near a Russian factory. Um, there's a picture of this really adorable blue dog. Did you hear my cat as soon as I say dog? <laughs> what are we talking about a dog again, Mom? Hi, baby girl. What's up, girl? How are you, honey? Mwah. She's happy because she had her... I, I cooked for her today. She always is more affectionate on the days I cook for her versus open a can of cat food. That is always lovely for her. So, all right. Um, this one... I don't know. This one freaks me out. Let me uh, see how much time I've got. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, a deer with hairy eyes found in Tennessee. Like, what the hell? In a bizarre animal case out of Tennessee, wildlife officials recovered the remains of a deer that was stricken with a rare condition that caused its eyeballs to be hairy. Eyeballs, not balls, eyeballs. <laughs> what, <laughs> what the hell? This is one of the creepiest pictures I've ever seen in my life. It looks like a freaking crop circle or something. It's real, oh, it's creepy. This poor deer, I, this, oh, the poor deer. Aw, I can't even, I, I can't even with that story. NASA did release a video of the rover landing on Mars, if you want to check it out. I, it's on the NASA, um, I, I did get notification that it is on the NASA YouTube channel, because I do subscribe to them. There are Northern Lights live streaming. If you want to check it out, you could watch coming out of Northern Canada as the Northern Lights appear in real time. And also from, there's cameras all over the world, but there's like a little article on it here. Now this one is really creepy. <laughs> this picture, you guys, coastcoastam.com, you got to see this picture. There's a video of it, even. An Indonesian an Indonesian uh, fisherman finds a bizarre baby shark with a human face. An Indonesian farmer cannot believe his eyes when he cut open a shark. 
cut open a shark that he had caught and he discovered that the catch contained a bizarre baby version of the fish that looked eerily human. I This is really creepy because it kind of looks like a human face with its big gray eyes next to each other. And it's, it's kind of grimacing. And the shape of its head looks like the poo emoji mixed with the ghost emoji. <laughs> this is so creepy. Oh my God. Oh, and, and now I have the song in my head. Baby shark, da na na na. Baby shark, da na na na. Baby shark. <laughs> I'm sorry, did that bother you? You should see the look on my cat's face right now. She's like, what the hell are you singing? Sorry. I'm sorry, honey. Okay. <laughs> She's a music critic now that she's six months old. So there is a really unsettling piece of footage of a ghost pulling a girl under her bed. Oh, this is another creepy thing. It's a, it's like the theme for this week is just creepy shit. Oh my God, this is circulating online. It, it's a little girl being pulled under the bed by an unseen force as she's crying out to her mother for help. It's on YouTube. I mean, I don't know. I mean, some of the stuff, baby monitor stuff can be faked, but ah, it's really creepy. There was a Tasmanian tiger photo claim that these are not extinct creatures. And this man claimed to have gotten a photograph, but an esteemed wildlife expert reportedly examined the images and says, no, no, this is not, not true. They're still extinct. Unfortunately, Bigfoot was filmed in Florida under a bunch of power lines. Apparently <laughs> you can check it out for yourself. See what you think. I'm going to blow up the image. I don't know. It does. It does look like Bigfoot, but it's just a blur. A man hiking in the Florida panhandle. Well, at least he wasn't. <laughs> Well, at least it wasn't panhandling in a hike. I don't... A man hiking in the Florida panhandle captured intriguing footage of a bipedal... See, again, you know what? We're not going to judge people for their choices. <laughs> Two gay jokes in one episode. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I know if you're family right now, you're laughing. Okay. Bipedal. <laughs> It's actually a bisexual joke, but anyway, captured intriguing footage of a bipedal creature, which he suspects could be a Bigfoot. So very interesting. It's weird. This picture looks like, it looks like old fashioned, old timey photographs from the 1970s. A little bit to me. Now this is another weird one. Um, this is something that happened, I believe in India. But here it is again, a story coming out of Zimbabwe family in Zimbabwe tormented by a mysterious invisible stone thrower. That's really creepy. They say their lives have been torn asunder by a mysterious invisible force that keeps pelting their home with stones. 
This is not the first time I have heard a story like this. It's not the first time I have told you guys a story like this. So we're going to... I think the first one was in India, right? Do you guys remember this? Or maybe Pakistan? So now it's in Zimbabwe. There have been... Um, Okay, I'm, I'm going to read this. According to the local media report, the bizarre case unfolding in the town of Gwanda, where Portia's Jews' residence is now the target of an unseen menace. It's happening for a while now. Stones are thrown on the roof. At first, we thought it was thieves or someone trying to make fun of us. Until now, when the stones have become so rampant that we get the attacks during the day. Now, the Zhu family, Z-H-O-U, turn to their neighbors in the hopes that they could figure out who or what was behind the harassment, but the search in the area produces um, no one. I mean, they're failing to produce a perpetrator, basically. So the reign of rocks are continuing, and they're just the targets of this mysterious tormentor, according to Tim Benall, the staff writer at Coast to Coast AM. Since the source of the stone throwing is not found, and it's only increased the barrage despite the target of a fairly serious search, many people in the community are now speculating that it's supernatural in nature. And they say that they're seeing the stones being thrown, but they can't see anyone throwing them. That's, they're bewildered. This is really strange. One person said, declared, these are goblins, I tell you. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Skeptical observers scoff at the suggestion that goblins are frequently suspected of causing all manner of mischief in Zimbabwe where a dwarf-like entity known as a Tikoloshe strikes fear in the hearts of people who believe they're run afoul of it. Who believe they have run afoul of it. Wow. So in the past year alone, the creatures have been blamed for a series of deaths at a cursed bridge and were credited with a terrifying pair of, with terrifying a pair of police officers. The troubles faced by the Zhu family may not necessarily be the work of a Tilokushi, as the stone throwing sounds eerily similar to several poltergeist cases from the past, including incidences in India, see? I knew it. India, Bhutan, Romania, now even a different village in Zimbabwe back in 2017. So, the source of the rocks have not been that have been pelting the home in Gowanda. Um, and oh, I'm sorry. And until the source can be unmasked, a goblin, a poltergeist, and a cruel prankster all remain viable suspects. That's creepy. It's creepy. I, I don't even know what to say about that. Now, this is a really strange one. A wild sheep was sporting 78 pounds of wool. And it got a life-saving shave. A wild sheep that amassed a jaw-dropping coat of wool was rescued by an animal sanctuary who provided the creature with a life-saving shave. So, yeah, this is, this sheep, this is crazy. This poor guy. Can you imagine carrying an extra 78 pounds of your own hair on your back? 
<laughs> if y'all have that much hair on your back, shave it, please. It will not only save your life, it will save your love life. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I don't know what you people do, but if that's your case, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, but that's weird. Oh, God. So, very, very, very creepy. Um, urban explorers visiting a shuttered nursing home in England captured a ghostly figure that appeared on their footage that was lurking in the abandoned building. And that's the last article we have on Coast to Coast AM. So, yeah, this sheep, you know, speaking of weird hair, <laughs> I I had a dream last night, and this is so freaky. I had a dream that I was me, and I looked like me, but I had a thick red mustache, like thick, like a man, like um, Mitch on Modern Family. It was his color of his hair, too. I had a bright red, ginger red mustache. And people were like, she's really beautiful, except there's this one thing about her. And then people look at me and go, wah. <laughs> and I'd be like, what? Is it my mustache? And then I would, like, stroke it tenderly, like, you know, it's normal. I'm like, what the hell? I've always told you guys, I'm like a teenage boy inside. I guess the teenage boy inside me has grown into a man. And, you know, it's just weird. Like, I have no desire to go through the transgender, you know, thing. But I've often felt like I am, you know, both. I, I feel like I'm a man and a woman inside my body. I feel like, I mean, I don't feel like I'm two separate people. I feel like I'm just me. But I feel like I have both genders somehow. And I felt like that my whole life. I've never considered I was anything other than who I am or whatever. But that's who I've always felt to be. In fact, I've, I've been telling people stories about my childhood when I was like in my 20s. And I'd be like, you know, when I was a little boy and then I, it, I would let it slip. And it's like, what? What am I thinking? It's very weird. But I can't believe I had this dream that I had a mustache. <laughs> Like thick, beautiful, luscious, mustache. And I woke up like, what the hell? It was absolutely normal for me in the dream. But it was right before I woke up, which meant it's a venting dream. And it prompted me to tell you guys this because if you have any really weird dreams, now that the full moon is coming tomorrow, and you have these crazy dreams when you wake up, don't panic. They're not going to happen. It's not predicting the future. It's just you're venting out secret fears that you do not wish to happen at all. I definitely do not want a mustache, and I definitely do not have a mustache, save for the stray hairs randomly I have to pluck like all women do. It's a secret. You guys aren't supposed to know about this, but this is true. You know, but it's easily taken care of in a matter of minutes. Uh, I don't actually have a mustache. I don't want one. But how crazy, how crazy is that? I've had some really wild dreams like that. So I want to bring that up to you guys. (laughs) 
I mean, the sheep story prompted this memory of that crazy dream. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I hope that you can all be unburdened by your heavy burdens like that sheep was shared this weekend. As the full moon rises up and we can see our shadow side to see what we need to get rid of. I love each and every one of you. Thank you so much for being with me this past week. I feel so loved and happy that many of you have written to me this past week at mermaid girl 888 on Instagram is the best way to get in touch with me if you uh, wish to. And that's it. I mean, that's all she wrote for the week. And by she, I mean me. <laughs> and um, I, I love you guys. I hope you have a wonderful, safe, sane weekend. Remember to wear your masks just in case. And, um, well, that's it. That's it for now. Um, this was chock full of information, this episode, right? Oh my God. I hope you don't have nightmares of those fish with teeth. (laughs) And don't look under your bed. (laughs) Oh my God. The goat. Oh, it's just too much. This is too much. I've got to go. I love you guys. Thank you for your continued faith in me, myself and my abilities and my show. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Yasmin, for putting out the message of my show. I am so grateful when you guys pass it along to others and put it in your feed on Insta and Facebook and all social media, Twitter and all that. Thank you so much for those of you who are helping me promote the show through guerrilla marketing tactics. Love that. Love you. Thank you. And that's it. I'll be back on Monday with all unique and original programming, just like always. And until then, I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.